AKC Underground. The podcast you listen to today will be the first in a series during 2022 around the themes of grace and supplication. These episodes will be dropped at various points throughout the year, and we hope that you head over to kcunderground.org forward slash prayer dash fasting and grab the prayer guide associated with this podcast if you listen to it when the episode is released. If you're catching up on podcast, you can head over to our podcast homepage at anchor.fm and download the guide that will be in the show notes there. As the Casey Underground, we believe that we can only go as far and as fast as we can on our knees. We have committed as a network to extraordinary prayer and fasting. The series of podcasts on grace and supplication in 2022 is our invitation for more of you missionaries that are listening to join in that commitment with us. If you happen to be one of the listeners outside of our city, we hope that you'll use that prayer guide and join us in prayer for Kansas City from a distance. But also, feel free to use this for your own city. Grab a few people. Invite them to start praying intentionally with you for the sake of a move of God right where you are. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Today, this guide has been prepared to help you grow in a spirit of grace and supplication. Before we dig into that, a quick review of where we've been in our prayer journey as a movement called the Kansas City Underground. Throughout the entirety of 2020, we prayed through the book of Joshua from various angles. We sensed a prophetic calling to, quote-unquote, take the land. That is, Jesus was saying, Love this city and bring beauty, justice, and good news to every unreached pocket of people. Of course, that work continues daily. In 2021, we felt a different theme emerging as we listened to Jesus' voice together. We had a sense that he was saying to us prophetically, Now that you are rooted and established, fill and multiply. That was the key theme. Fill and multiply. And gratitude fills us as we look at what the Spirit has accomplished in and through His people in the Kansas City Underground. We've grown from one hub team to six teams, equipping missionaries and microchurches around the city. We've equipped more than 1,200 people in the missionary pathway, from which 53 microchurches have emerged in our city. The glory goes to God and God alone. This year, One of the themes that is emerging is simply this, a spirit of grace and supplication. I know it's kind of an odd phrase, so we will do a little extra setup today in this prayer guide so that our time of prayer can be more meaningful. We want to honor this prophetic word that the Lord has given our community this year by taking the time to dig a little deeper. So before you listen any further, maybe take a few deep breaths. Maybe even want to get a cup of coffee or a favorite beverage and just decide to slow down intentionally. We will have a series of prayer guides on this theme this year. So this extra effort will set a foundation for all of that. So today's strategic focus is this. Lord, pour out a spirit of grace and supplication. Here's where this unusual phrase finds its origin. Zechariah chapter 12. 
verses 8 through 10, also chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. It says this. On that day, the Lord will shield those who live in Jerusalem, so that the feeblest among them will be like David, and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord going before them. On that day, I will set out to destroy all the nations that attack Jerusalem, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. On that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land and they will be remembered no more, declares the Lord Almighty. Let's talk about the original context of this passage. This passage can be confusing at first glance. So let's consider the original audience to find our proper bearing. This passage, revealed through the word of the Lord, speaks to the original audience of Israel, of what would be a future siege of Jerusalem by the nations. Along with this sobering news comes the hopeful reminder that their Lord is both the great preserver of his, of his creation and the great deliverer of his people. During that time of trial, God will protect his people like a shield and give divine enablement from the weakest to the greatest. This empowerment will be so great that it says the feeblest will be like the great warrior David. That's like saying Pee Wee Herman will become the rock. God's presence in and through his people will be so full in that trial that his people will be quote unquote like God to the world. That's a fulfillment of Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 23, where we are the fullness of him who fills everything every way. Wow. There's even some scholars who believe the reference here to the house of David refers to Christ at his second advent, at his coming. Or whether or not that meaning is intended, what is pictured here in the next section is the promise of a coming revival and a spiritual awakening, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2 that will begin among God's people. That revival will unleash radical repentance in the lives of thousands. And it won't be produced by human striving, but by God's Spirit. God's people will experience both a sincere grief and then a tremendous joy. In that time, there will be grief over the way they have treated the Lord. And then there will be joy at God's grace and his goodness and an incredible outpouring of his spirit which will be like a fountain so imagine a great geyser or a massive waterfall in your mind's eye now although this speaks to a particular people about a particular future this is one of many passages describing a pattern of revival and renewal that has occurred repeatedly among God's people this ongoing pattern has been apparent both in the scriptures and in the church's history over 2,000 years. There's this initial outpouring of a spirit of grace and supplication that awakens and empowers God's people, leading to heartfelt repentance and change, which spills over into a greater spiritual awakening that can be citywide or even nationwide. So what if we, the people of the underground earnestly ask the Lord to give us this initial outpouring of a spirit of grace and supplication 
that is needed to release the more significant flood of revival and spiritual awakening later. That is what we're going to do today in this time of prayer. We will ask him to start with us as individuals. Pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on me. So let's define these key terms of grace and supplication. Grace is a familiar term to most of us. Grace is unmerited favor from God. Stuart Briscoe says it this way, Justice is getting what you deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. I want to encourage you to meditate on the idea of grace as I read these passages from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10. What do these passages reveal to you about Jesus' character and his ways? What do these passages reveal to you about the power of grace in your life? For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of god's grace that he has lavished on us for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What did the Lord show you about the gift of grace? second word is supplication supplication on the other hand is likely an unfamiliar term the word actually appears often in the old testament mainly in the psalms where it often services as the phrase the lord heard my cry for mercy or lord hear my cry for mercy over and over again you'll see that phrase in the psalms also the prayers of the prophets like jeremiah and daniel are marked with this supplication intensity. 
For example, Daniel in chapter 9 says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. We can define supplication as a form of prayer, an intense call for help from God. The term bears a spirit of reverence and devotion with it, a solemn prayer to a higher power, apart from whom we will be unable to address whatever problem we face. Think of it as going to a court of a king and you're asking for a kingly intervention that without it, you will be undone. According to vocabulary.com, although this word is a noun, supplication comes from the Latin verb supplicar, which means to plead humbly. It carries again with it a deep sense of earnestness and intensity to seek God as our king for the type of intervention only he can provide. Of course, supplication shows up in the New Testament as well. The Greek equivalent for supplication occurs in James 5.16, for example, where it says, The supplication of a righteous person availeth much in its working. In other words, supplication moves the hand of him who moves the world. Jesus is described as praying this way in Hebrews chapter 5. It says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petition with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission prayer has so many dimensions to it for example richard foster in his book prayer the heart's true home describes more than 20 different types of prayer so today we will ask the lord for these two specific forms of prayer grace supplication let's ask him to pour out on god's people in kansas city a spirit of grace and supplication and there is such a beautiful paradox in this request we pray for a spirit of grace which gives us rest and shalom and then from that place of rest in the finished work of jesus we then can cry out with fervency for our god to intervene see the sabbath rests doesn't need to create a lackadaisical attitude in us. We can ask for a spirit of supplication, which will then create an intensity and a fervor in us to plead with our Father for his kingdom to come. We battle from a place of rest in the gospel of grace. We know the peace that passes understanding, and yet we go before our King in fervent prayer to be in alignment with his word and his will. We literally cry out and plead for him to bring his promises to completion for his namesake and for his glory we will never see kansas city filled with the beauty justice and good news of jesus apart from a great move of his spirit so we plead our case for this great move in our city based off of his goodness and his grace waiting for him to go before us all for his glory so with that foundation laid let's pray together If you have the prayer guide in front of you, you can pray this prayer along with me in agreement. Otherwise, simply listen and make this prayer your own. And after this prayer, there will be space for you to put it into your own words. Let's pray. Father, pour out a spirit of grace on me. I praise you for your glorious grace, which you have so freely given me in Jesus. I have full redemption and forgiveness because of the grace you have lavished on me. 
Reveal to me now where I am striving rather than trusting. Reveal to me now where I am trying to add to the finished work of your son Jesus, either by adding good works to earn your approval or by punishing myself. Make that prayer your own now. Express that sentiment to your Father. Now I invite you to listen to the voice of the Spirit and to meditate on these questions. Where am I striving? Where am I trying to earn the Lord's approval? How am I punishing myself? Take this next minute to let the Spirit of God speak to you through these questions. Respond to the Lord as he speaks and reveals the answers to these questions. Prayer move number two, a spirit of supplication. I invite you, if you have the prayer guide in front of you, to pray this prayer along with me. Otherwise, listen and agree in your spirit. And after this prayer, you'll have a space to make it your own. Father, pour out a spirit of supplication on me. Help me to see what you see. Let my heart break with the things that break yours. Wake me up where I am slumbering in sin or compromise. Where I have settled with captivity and false identity, shake me and set me free. Let my heart cry for the coming kingdom. Let it grow to a battle cry. Create an intensity and fervor in me for your will and your way. My King, bring me into alignment with your word. Keep your promises in my life for your namesake and your glory. Now express this prayer in your own words to your Father, the High King.
Now I invite you to listen and meditate. Let the Spirit speak to you through these questions regarding supplication. Where am I settling for merely human effort, producing merely human result? Where am I compromising and living in unbelief? How am I entertaining or distracting myself rather than facing the real battle? Respond to the Lord as he speaks and reveals the answers to these questions. In a short time, we will return together for the closing move of prayer. Finally, ask the Lord to pour out the spirit of grace and supplication on all the missionaries and the microchurches of the Kansas City underground. Let his grace fuel a fervency that cries out in supplication as you give your heart, mind, soul, and body to the Lord in prayer.